0: But you care blood, ain't you?
1: We have such sights to show you. He's
0: alive. Whatever you do, don't
1: fall asleep. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother.
0: Here's Johnny.
1: Hello, and welcome to another another night at Camp Blood. My name is Steven, and with me as always our Trish and Joe. Hey! Uh, Hello. Today we have decided, for episode four, that we're going to finally tackle our namesake and review the original Friday the 13th. And just before we start, I just want to say this is the second episode we're recording in one night, so hopefully we're still on point and... You know, enjoying everything.
2: Yes. And enjoying each other's <laughs> company. Yes.
1: Wow. We'll try not to rush through it.
3: Or <laughs> we were saving it for this one, to be honest.
1: So uh, let's go ahead and listen to, to uh, the trailer for the original film.
0: Hello? Who is that? Oh,
1: hi. What are you doing out in this mess? One oh. 2 you
0: They're doomed. you are all doomed. Three
3: Things. We were just messing with four oh, five six Four.
0: Five. Six. Must be my imagination. 11 12 Friday
2: the 13th You may only see it
1: once But that will be enough Friday the 13th Okay, let's let's go through some fun facts for Friday the 13th, as a motorcycle drives past.
3: <laughs> You're cool guy.
1: Trivia, there is a motorcycle on Friday the 13th. Yes, there so. is. <laughs> um, so Friday the 13th came out on May 9th, 1980. Shocking that an, that an entire franchise based around one date didn't actually come out on a Friday the 13th. Huh. Uh, it was directed by Sean S. Cunningham, who at the time was famed, sort of famous for producing Last House on the Left with Wes Craven and also some other films like Here Come the Tigers and um, Manny's Orphans that might be the same movie, I can't remember (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yes, he directed Friday the 13th, he also produced it Um, he was so confident that just the title would sell, that he took out an entire full page ad in Variety announcing the movie before he even had a story idea or a script or anything, (laughs) Um so Jason's name was originally Josh. That would and not have <laughs> worked. No, it was <laughs> This little Jewish kid <laughs> <at camp laughs> kept around. Um the scene in the movie where they kill the snake, that was real. It was a real snake that they killed. Oh. Um the sets were already there because they shot at a Boy Scout camp in New Jersey. Uh they just had to build the bathroom set. Nice. Interesting. Uh the working title, and you might find this interesting is called Long Night at Camp Blood. Ah. Ah. <laughs> sounds sort of like our title for our podcast.
3: And sounds sort of like the long night that we're having recording <laughs> the podcast. That
1: would not have
2: went well on a one sheet I think
1: in Long Night at and Camp of Blood. Yeah. That, that, uh, especially especially it ballooning out into a huge franchise. Right. Could you imagine that being the title for every movie? Yeah, that'd be stupid. Yeah. Um, Sally Field auditioned for the role of Alice. What? <laughs> This was Betsy Palmer's first film in 21 years.
3: What a comeback. Yeah.
1: She actually did the movie because she needed to buy a new car. <laughs> that was the only reason she did it? That's cute. Uh and Crazy Ralph, whose voice you hear very first thing on our podcast every time you listen to it, is was originally called Ralphie Ratboy. <laughs> Glad
0: that
2: they
1: went back and like decided to do some other stuff differently, right? Yeah. <laughs> like all right, so we're going to go into our beat-by-beat, beat. Um, so I'll start. The movie starts off in 1958 at Camp Crystal Lake, where we see a bunch of counselors around uh, um, singing uh, Michael Row, Your Boat Ashore. Hallelujah. <laughs> um, and there's two counselors that are making goo-goo eyes at each other, and they end up walking off to, you know, fuck. And they end up, so the whole time you, you, you're getting these, these POV shots that are kind of like they could be coming from somebody else that's watching them. Whatever. Yeah, like
3: third person.
1: Right. And eventually as they're starting to like take their clothes off, one of them is like, oh my God, I didn't know you were here. And they're talking to the camera and they're putting their clothes back on and then one of them gets stabbed, which is the guy, I believe. Yeah. And I'll tell you this right now. Until the Blu-ray came out, I thought that when he got stabbed, the fucking machete was sticking out of his gut, and it was actually just his fucking belt. (laughs) Yeah, like the (laughs) belt hanging off the pants. For so many years, I thought that was a knife or a machete or something. It was just his belt. Um, So he gets killed. He falls to the ground. The girl screams, trying to get away, and then slow motion into a freeze frame of her screaming, white screen, and then Friday the 13th comes out and breaks glass.
3: <laughs> yeah, like, a, okay. Which then None became, effects.
2: right, the iconic introduction for every Friday the 13th. Pretty after much, that, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And the second one, it explodes. <laughs> I think one of them,
2: Jason, comes up and just, like, slices the screen, yep, that too. Where it's, like, shit. a James Bond authority.
1: Yeah. yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then we jump forward to 19... 19- uh, according to Wikipedia and IMDb, it says 1979, but the screen says present day, so that leads me to believe it's 1980. But whatever. Um, and we meet um, Annie. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Which is funny. Uh, interesting about this in my own personal life is I have my best friend's name is Annie, and there's a character named Steve in this movie hmm. as well. So I just wanted to.
3: So this is your guys's movie. Sort of. Yeah. Well, it's your movie for sure. Yeah.
1: So she's walking through town, um, trying to find Camp Crystal Lake, and she goes into a diner where she's asking about that. And it's one of those scenes where everything's going on. There's music playing, and then she's like, "Hey, does anyone know how to get to Camp Crystal Lake?" And the music just stops. Yeah, there. everyone's the like, "Skips." Well, yeah. <laughs> mouths open. Uh, and that's when we first hear them refer to it as Camp Blood. Uh, they're the they're town's shocked. Woke. Yeah, they're shocked that they're reopening it. Yada yada. So, the truck driver, who, a little fun fact, is the voice of Belle's father in Beauty and the Beast, uh-huh. <laughs> um, and he was also a Broadway um, a- actor who was in the musical 1776 as a replacement for Howard De Silva. Really? Don't ask me why I know all that stuff. Um, Nerd moment. <clears throat> <laughs> Rex Everhart, I-, I believe is his name. <clears throat> anyway, um, he's going to take her to the Crossroads, which is like halfway to Camp Crystal Lake. So... During that scene, while he, where they're driving, he is explaining why they call it Camp Blood. Uh, there was a, a kid drowned there in '57. The two kids were killed in '58. Poisoned water or water that was bad, I guess. A um, bunch of fires. So she's just like, "Oh, you know what? Oh, I'm sorry. Damn it, I forgot. We meet Crazy Ralph too." Right on the yeah. way out. He out of warns her not to go. <clears throat> right. right, and Warn- that's that's the uh, that's where the line going to Camp Blood, ain't you? Yeah, before he cycles off. He's got a death curse. <laughs> <laughs>
3: pretty uh, sure he's riding his bike away because yes. he's a drunkard and has a DUI. Yeah,
1: and that's how everyone, <laughs> that's <laughs> pretty much how everyone looks at him. Yeah. It's just like the the, the town drunk. The town drunk, drunk
0: yeah. yeah.
2: Every uh, Friday the 13th has a town drunk, I think.
1: Uh, they kind of started doing that, and then I think it just kind of fell by the wayside. All the like, town drunks got killed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Either Jason or DUI got him. Because Crazy Ralph's killed in the second one, and then the third one, they have some other crazy guy who's, like, the prophet of doom. And then, like, I think they just kind of forgot about that and just stopped doing it.
2: Jason lives the... The cemetery guy's a drunk, but he doesn't die, he's just a fucking drunk.
1: Yeah. But that's way down the line, so... Um, We'll talk about those. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to dip into the the franchise a little bit later. Um, So... Yeah, so he shows up and warns them, and uh, the truck driver's just like, get the fuck out of here, and they leave. So after he explains everything, and she explains what she's doing, so she's going to the camp to be a cook, um, and yada, yada. She gets dropped off at the crossroads, and she makes her way to Camp Crystal Lake. After this, we meet up with uh, Kevin Bacon and his friends. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And they're they're also on their way. They're also going to be camp counselors. Um, we get a really quick scene with them just kind of goofing around, just introducing their characters. Then we meet up with Alice, who is our heroine, and Steve, who is the guy who owns the camp, who's fixing it up to reopen. Yeah, um, it is implied that they are lovers, or at least that they've been together before. Uh, there is Alice this, and Steve. Alice and Steve, yes. <clears throat> um, they make reference to her talking about not wanting to be there, and he's like, give it a week. You know, if, if it's if, if this isn't a fit for you, then I'll let you leave.
3: Yeah, and she, then she, he touched her face in and a he, very and he, and she romantic also, Yeah,
1: and she, she also, sure. like, drew pictures of him and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
3: So, yeah, you get that little... Like, maybe they have a past.
1: Yep. Um, so they make reference to Annie not showing up yet. Um, they're waiting on her. We come back to her, and... Um, she is picked up by another hitchhiker. And that hitchhiker is all done through P- POV shots. Um, she's talking, basically saying the same stuff she said to the, the truck driver until sh- the person driving the Jeep drives right past the turnoff of the camp. And then she's, like, getting worried, and she's, like, begging to get out of the car and stuff like that. She jumps out of the car, and the person follows her, tracks her down, and kills her. This is where the two versions of the movie come in. So you guys saw the theatrical cut of the movie. There's also an uncut version of the movie. It doesn't change really? anything in the movie. It just extends the death scenes. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> so that in, might
3: explain a lot. I'm wondering, like, these the, deaths are seeming, like, cut short a little yeah, bit. Yeah, they're
1: really just slightly longer scene, shots. So, like, she gets her she gets her throat cut with the machete... And she puts her hand up and then it cuts to white. Right. in, in the uncut version she puts her hand up and then just blood pouring out of her neck and then she you actually see her slide completely down and yeah, that, yeah, we didn't see that's that. That's exactly
2: explains it a little bit and she like holds it and then it just kinda of flash right. cuts back. Yeah.
1: It really there's just as far as I know, there's only three scenes that are extended. Like that, yeah. And it's really just more blood.
3: Well, I wish I would have seen <laughs> more, more blood.
1: More. Um the back in 1980, like that that movie almost that movie the the uncut version got like an NC-17. Like it almost didn't make like, it. Yeah. yeah. And you watch it now, and you're just like, oh my <laughs> well, god! I see more. I see more so stuff like that on TV. Yeah. On <laughs> <And> kids' TV. <coughs> Jeez.
3: Lego Movie had more violence.
1: You know, I think it's funny. And there's a Simpsons episode where they're watching TV, and uh, it's, in, it's in the future, and Marge is just like, wow, Fox became a hardcore a porn channel so quickly. I didn't even realize it. Yeah. Really, what like <laughs> we're heading towards? Yeah, it like, became
2: a porn channel. So if you if you look noticed. back on
1: shows like I Love Lucy in the fifties, when she was pregnant, they couldn't even use the word pregnant wow. on TV. Yeah. Like <laughs> she's with child. That's, they, yeah. uh, they had to do that or expecting or whatever. Now, God you just, forbid. Now you can show people being ripped apart and say whatever, almost whatever the hell you want.
2: Yeah, I was surprised not to get too off topic. You can say pretty much whatever you want. The Last American Horror Story had like five fucks in it or something. Did I you like, I watch thought this um, was network
1: television? Did you watch... it's it's actually or cable. cable, yeah. yeah but did like, you watch um uh The People vs. O.J. Simpson? Yeah. That was the first I, if I I could be wrong on this, but I read that it was the first time in cable history where someone said motherfucker I remember yeah oh. cause yeah. they
2: really like I'm like are they allowed like two an episode or something they because are they like, from
1: what I've what I've heard in the past you can say whatever the hell you want as long as the as long as the um, viewership the, the channel the yeah. channel is willing to like allow they, it oh okay um, they have to get pre-approved or yeah, whatever and, yeah. and they can get fined and stuff like that cause I remember when Schindler's List was on ABC back in like the late 90s they oh, were not, allowed to editing. show it fully uncut um, so it just all depends on what station you're on. And, and on cable, it's a lot easier to get away with because that's not true. not regulated. So.
2: I would imagine you could show the original front of the 13th practically uncut. The violence, at least, yeah. uncut.
1: Especially yeah. now because it's really not that bad. It's really just more blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not like over-the-top blood. It's just more blood.
3: No, yeah, it's not too much. Which is always neat. <clears throat>
1: yeah. So we go back to the camp. We meet up with Bill who is doing something. I can't remember. He's doing something out on a, Oh, he's painting a boat, I think. And uh, she, Alice just shows up. It's just his introduction. Um, and there's really nothing, nothing more to that just scene. Getting, I
0: think
2: they're getting camp. It's like a montage of getting camp ready, right? Right, yeah. It's, yeah. The, it's the one time they're all alive.
0: Yeah. And yeah. together, <laughs>
3: And so they're that- kind of, like, given their, you know, that they're, like blissfully ignorant. You know, that's what it kind of seems like.
1: They're carefree. Yeah. They're teenagers. Mm hmm So then Steve's like, I'm going off to get supplies or whatever. I'll be back. Uh, It's supposed to rain, blah, blah, blah. So he leaves, and then the kids decide, or the kids, the teenagers decide, we're gonna, you know, just fucking fuck around, and they go swimming and blah, blah, blah. So... That's such a tame way of fucking around, dude. Yeah.
2: Let's fuck around. <laughs>
1: go ahead, we'll, we'll swim. Let's go swimming and lay on the deck. <laughs> right. Um, so we get some more POV shots from the killer. He's watching them as they're doing this this stuff. Then um, one of the characters, Ned, decides that he's going to pretend that he's drowning to play a prank. And they jump in to save him. Kevin Bacon and his heroic dive. Yes. A.K.A. Belly Flop.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Long, yeah. stretched out belly
1: flop. Yeah. Um, they pull him in. He's just fucking around. So that's the, that's the, interdu- the, the introduction of his character that he just fucks around. Because that's going to come in. Uh, come into play later. Right. Um, we also meet up with the other girl whose name I don't remember. I remember Marcy, the, right? Is it Marcy? Marcy, yes. At the uh, archery range. Yeah. And that's where Ned shoots the arrow at her. And, uh, that's really just, again, introduction scene for that character. And, um, she's kind of uptight, but she's also got that, like, goofiness to her. And she thinks it is funny. Blah, blah, blah. So most of this movie is introducing the characters at this point.
3: So it feels like more than half the movie is, like, almost in peace, so yeah, to speak.
1: until until the deaths start happening. Yeah. Which is pretty soon after that. Yeah. Um... So then there's a scene with Kevin Bacon and, uh... What is Kevin Bacon's name? Uh, in, the, in the movie? I th- yeah. He didn't go by Kevin Bacon, no, I don't think. <laughs> Jack. Jack. Yeah. Jack and Mar... No, Marcy's his girlfriend. The other girl's name is something else.
2: Yeah, it's Brenda? Brenda? Is it Brenda? Yeah, that's or it. Is it. Yeah, it is Brenda. Yeah, it's Brenda. Yeah. Okay, so... Annie's
1: already fucking dead. Yeah, she's so. dead. <laughs> so, uh, Jack and Marcy are kind of talking and she tells him about the stream that she has where starts raining blood <laughs> um, and then it, it starts to like thunder and lightning and they're like we better get going and they run off um, I think I skipped over the scene where Ned walks into an abandoned building too there's a point where Ned sees somebody in one of the buildings and he goes up to like find out who it is yeah right. and then his death you never see it. yeah on screen he dies off screen yeah so Jack and Marcy decide they're gonna go fuck and they're, that's what they're doing.
3: They're going to, like, in an in abandoned cabin, they left their friends. Yeah.
1: Because yes. it's raining, they don't want to get wet, so they run off, and that's what they decide. Well, to do. What, do you want
2: to get wet when you bang at Camp Crystal Lake? Yes. <laughs> I got wet at Camp Crystal Lake. They should
1: make t-shirts.
3: I would buy it.
1: Um. So, yeah, they're, they're doing it, and the camera tilts up, and Ned's dead body is on the bunk above them. Yeah. So... Bill and Alice are in the other cabin with Brenda, and they're about to play Strip Monopoly. That sounds like <laughs> the most boring game ever,
2: dude. It would take forever to get a girl naked when you play Strip Monopoly. I don't
1: know. They were pretty close when they cut back to that scene. Yeah,
3: how long were they playing?
1: It doesn't seem like there's any rules either, because, like, somebody lands on it it's like, okay, your rent is one boot. I'm like, well, if I was running it, your rent would be all of your clothes. Yeah, like, right? Sits? What's the <laughs> price? Who's deciding? <laughs> It's a very expensive property. So. <laughs> it's boardwalk. Take off all your clothes. <laughs> yeah,
3: right now. The clothes on your back, please. All right. of them.
1: Um, so Je- or uh, Marcy decides she has to go pee. So she leaves the cabin, leaving Kevin Bacon alone. He decides to light up a joint. And then blood drips down on his head. He looks at it. And then all of a sudden, he's grabbed from under the bed. And an arrow is shoved up through his neck, which is probably the bad. The most iconic scene from the original Friday the 13th. Yeah, it's a great. And maybe the best dust scene in the movie, too. I would say it is the best. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah absolutely. Yeah, that's what maybe I was one of the, the best kills at the time. Yes. Um, you know? It should be noted that Tom Savini, who has done a shit ton of makeup effects in horror movies, was the, the one doing all the makeup effects for this movie. And there's a lot of points in the movie where either him or his partner, whose name I can never pronounce, uh, his. Hands are actually Mrs. Voorhees' hands. Oh, <laughs> when, I read
3: too that um, Tom Savini was also the one that shot that arrow in the yes. the scene with the apple. Yep. Or with the, not the, the apple. archery ring? Yeah, the archery. Right.
1: Yep. Um, just a side note Tom Savini, I've met him three times. He's a fucking fantastic person to meet and talk to. He's just very humble and That's he'll, cool. He'll sign anything for free. He was Great. also awesome, awesome in. And he was awesome in From Dust Till Dawn. Yes. So. Sex Machine? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's a good actor too. I mean, yeah, he, I I've like, only think I've only seen him in that I remember him in that, but yeah, he was highly entertaining in that. I, he was in Dawn of the Dead, the original Dawn of the Dead. And I love that his character comes back in Land of the Dead. I don't so, remember that. I gotta yeah. go rewatch him, man. Um so the scene with Kevin Bacon with him getting killed, that was another scene that was also extended. Um, in the theatrical version, I think you just see the blood kind of spurt out and that's it.
2: Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, of
1: but in the uncut version, it actually spurts out. They cut to another shot. It sprays up into his mouth. Uh! <laughs> um, Alright,
3: I wish I would have seen that. That would have <laughs> been cool. I would have, like, half been grossed out, half,
1: you know, and I would have laughed. Uh, and then we go to, I think the bathroom scene is the next scene with Marcy. Um, it might cut back to them playing Strip Monopoly again, I don't remember but um so Marcy gets killed in the bathroom she's just like those two come up.
3: back to back yeah yeah
1: wa- you know washing up whatever and then she hears somebody in the shower and she kind of goes to investigate and then you see the axe shadow in the background coming up which i thought was genius yeah <laughs> and then she gets uh, stabbed in the face with the axe that's another this is another scene that's extended a little bit and this one is literally just she in the Theatrical cut. I think she slides down a little bit and then it cuts. And this one, she just slides down to the floor and that's it. <laughs> so not a huge difference yeah, on this one. No. But she—that's a good—that's a good death scene. Fucking axe in the face. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and there was a lot of. Um, yeah, and I would think at the time, in the reality. scene when she when she knew the killer yeah, was
1: the coming. Yeah, the scene is—you know—I kind of bare bonesed it, but that scene actually goes on for a few minutes.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and I would think at the time that was kind of. Newer to show, right? Yeah, 1980s show, and like the thing actually going in and shit mm-hmm. instead of just Breaking cutting away real quick. Yeah, this is the, this yeah. is the
1: genius of Tom Savini, right? Yeah, again, <laughs> I wish I could do stuff like like he can. I mean, he, he does, does have great effects. Yeah, <laughs> he does.
3: for for yeah, for what they were working with at the time, Even it's
1: now, very impressive. What, yeah, he did he always great. Yeah. Um, so then we cut back to them playing strip monopoly and Alice says the lights are out the archer range. no, that happens later she they're just playing strip monopoly again, and um uh Brenda realizes it starts raining, and Brenda realizes that she left her windows open in her cabin she has to run back to her cabin, so she goes run off um and it's just allison um bill <clears throat> All right so um. There is a scene somewhere in here, forgive me for not knowing exactly where it goes, but we find Steve at a diner where he's just kind of like getting lunch or dinner or whatever, and um, he has a conversation with the lady there, and he's like, okay, I'm going to go off, and uh, he leaves, and then his car breaks down on the side of the road, but a cop comes by and picks him up and decides that he's going to take him back to the camp. Brenda goes back to her cabin. She washes up. She's about. She's in bed reading, and then she hears a child off in the distance, you know, yelling, "Help me! Help me!" Yeah, Um, which is creepy as fuck. Yeah, Uh, and she follows that out into the out into the camp or whatever, and she's trying to find this kid who she keeps hearing yell that out. All of a sudden, the lights come on at the archery range, and that's another death we never see happen.
3: Yeah, they did a couple where,
1: well, the budget was $550,000. Yeah. dollars you got to take your kills where you can get them. Which, honestly, if you watch that movie, that movie does not feel, movie, that movie seems like it had a bigger budget.
2: That's, again, the magic, right? Of right. Tom Savini to make Tom it Savini look like it was more and, expensive. And, yeah. And Sean Cunningham, yeah, too. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Uh, so that's when Alice is just like, oh, the lights were on at the archery range, but now they're off. So Bill's just like, Well I'm gonna go like check, I'm that, check out. that out. Yeah. And uh she begs to go with him, they go out together. They're gonna it's tr- still
3: storming. Yeah, mm-hmm. the I
1: think the lights had gone out at that point, they were going to do the generator. Yeah. Right. Oh my god. I forgot about the scene with the cop earlier in the movie.
3: <laughs> Jeez Steve. Wow.
1: I totally skipped over it. Well anyway, there's a scene with the cop and they explain what crazy Ralph that he just gets drunk and it's around.
3: more of explaining... The uh, thought
2: is it's Crazy Ralph at the time that's yeah. fucking with him, basically. Yeah, and they gotta go he shows them. up at the camp, too. Right. Yeah. Jesus, Jesus
1: Christ, I skipped over a
2: lot. And so they gotta check the generator, and aren't they? Just like, it's Crazy Ralph, like, doing some shit, or something. Yeah, like, he got like, into something. And yeah. he's
1: also, like, in the pantry, when they're, like, yeah, looking for stuff, and he's just like, I'm an angel of God. <laughs>
3: <laughs> like, okay, it, this is beyond drunkard behavior. Someone yeah, needs like to crazy. get him some help. Uh, yeah, but... get
1: him to a mental institution. Um, we're not really good at this beat by beat. Jesus Christ! I completely that's okay <laughs> for now.
3: All right. Well, Bill gets killed. It's off a classic. Everyone has seen this it.
1: Generator. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, yeah. So they go check, and wait a minute. Where are the, Where do they go? Because it's not to the generator. Because he's not. No. First, him. they
2: go check like everything else, right? Like the main cabin. And the
3: stuff. office, right? They're checking all the phones they, and
1: stuff. No, they go to the bathroom. That's what it is, and they find. Something there, fuck. They go somewhere. They go I think to one they're of the looking locations. For their friends and yeah, they they're go to one of the, the locations, places. and no, they go to Brenda's cabin and they find the axe on her right. pillow. That's right, and um, which is surprisingly clean after coming out of somebody's face. Yeah,
3: well, maybe cleaned off and left there as a deliberate. <laughs> there's still just a
1: little, just a little bit of blood. To leave Very in the deliberate. Killers
3: do things on purpose. True.
1: So uh, they go back. Uh, Bill's like, I'm going to go get the generator started up. And she's like, I want to go with you. And he's like, no, you stay here and go to sleep. Like, I'm going to go to sleep after fighting Right. That I, with But then again, I don't it.
3: know if I'm going to go out either. Like, yeah. I don't know what I would do in that situation. I wouldn't
1: be left alone. That's what I would do. True that. <clears throat> so he goes off and fucks around the generator. And then his death happens off screen, too. So she's finally awake and she's just like I'm going to find like everyone just keeps disappearing I'm going to go look
3: she's all by herself she's like doesn't yeah. know how long they've been gone she yeah. wakes up confused you yeah. know
1: so it is crazy for how sorry but for how
2: innovative this movie is what a formulaic plot it does how good it is too and what a formulaic plot it does
1: follow mm-hmm. like disappear kill killed. kill all right, they're gone they're gone now we're down to three yep. like. <laughs> so he or uh before we get to the cli- the, the beginning of the climax Steve He's in the police car. He's being taken back to the camp. The cops just gets a call that they need. There was a horrible accident that he has to go back to, and he's like, i got to let you out here because I have to go. He's like, all right. So he leaves him there. Steve comes running back to the camp and flashlight in his face, and he's like, who is that? And he's talking to the camera again, POV. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, it's you. What are you doing out in this mess? And he walks closer and just gets stabbed. So at this point, it's somebody that he knows.
3: Yeah. That's all we know, and it's someone that like he seems to trust. Yes, and also those camp kids were familiar with. You
2: Maybe know. not familiar, but they but they know. said like,
3: "Oh, we didn't know you were here." You know, like they didn't seem scared. Yeah, they but
2: seem they seemed never... awful comfortable
1: to be around the
2: person. Let's yeah. say.
1: right, so. Right after that is when Alice goes out. She finds Bill's body, which is just pinned to a door with <laughs> yeah. arrows. This is the and first one of the arrows is in his eye. Yeah. <laughs>
3: this is the first scene I noticed, and I made a point to say it during the movie, that they've discovered one of their dead friends.
1: Yes. This is the first time. Because
3: I was waiting for it. I said, when are they going to start realizing that they're not just missing? Yep. So and
1: um, the guy who played Bill, by the way, is named Harry Crosby. He is Bing Crosby's son. Just wanted to throw that out there. Really? So, yes. Uh, I think he's a lawyer now. Hmm. Anyway, um, so she starts freaking out because obviously one of her friends is dead, and she goes. I don't remember how this how it all works, but eventually, car shows up, and she's um, Mrs. Voorhees gets out. So this nice older looking woman in a blue sweater gets out of the car, and she's like, "Who are you?" And she's like, "I'm Mrs. Voorhees. I'm a friend of the Christies, which is Steve." Steve's last name. Yeah. So she's, you know, immediately. I mean, she's not calm, but she probably feels that she's safe now. Yeah, she's Well, yeah, she's like a normal, nice old lady. Yeah. She's to give her a ride. Right. Her car's <laughs> running Maybe her you sweater know? for warmth. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, she, Mrs. Voorhees wants to go and check. Oh, is the scene where Brenda gets thrown through the window? It's right she It's up? right when she's... she's um, that's before she meets Before her. she meets Mrs. Okay. Or he's so, put, yeah, she does go in and Brenda's body's thrown through the yeah, window. Yeah, that's was, right
3: after she sees her one friend. She gets the other one. It's back to back. Which
1: was Tom Savini jumping through the window, by the way. Really? Nice. <laughs> yeah. He's a doll man.
2: So, basically, the MVP of this movie is Tom, Tom Savini. Tom <laughs>
1: Savini. And his partner. Yeah. S- Savo <laughs> or something like that. I can't remember. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, that happens. So, all of her friends are showing up dead. And, uh, she meets up with Mrs. Voorhees. Mrs. Voorhees wants to go and look. At so, the dead bodies. Yeah. And,
3: and the, I remember, like, she looks baffled. Like, <laughs> what? No, we need to go. <laughs> <coughs>
1: um, so yeah, Mrs. Voorhees goes in and checks out the bodies. And then you start seeing the crazy come through. And she starts, starts talking about her son. There, She's like, this place never should have been open. And she's like, you know, a young boy drowned, uh, back then. And, um... We start to realize that she is the mother of the young boy who drowned in 57, which was only mentioned in passing by the truck driver in Mm -hmm. the beginning of the movie. Right. And then it starts being revealed that she's the one who killed the people in 58, and she's been the one killing everybody, all because her son Jason drowned in the lake. While those counselors were having sex.
3: Not paying attention to her son.
1: Yep. So... She goes crazy and starts going after uh, Alice with the knife because she's just like look what you did to him and uh, so she starts chasing her through the camp this this entire sequence which is a good portion of the movie um, is all about like Alice trying to get away from mrs. Voorhees and all this and um, it's it's a lot of fun to sit there like um, Alice goes to the office gets a gun but the ammo's in a drawer that's not Locked correctly If you watch the movie Really? If you watch the movie It's the three drawers With the door handles And the door Or the drawer handles And the drawer handles Are all chained together Hmm That's not gonna stop me From opening the drawer the, Especially the top <laughs> one <laughs> And You're
3: right Like they'll just all open then, yeah. And I can o- stagger them And get right. in any drawer I want
1: But she's like Hitting the so like Yeah like
3: Ugh Like You're right I never even noticed yeah. Like what a stupid little Like uh yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> so, this all comes comes to a head at the end. They're on the beach, and Mrs. Vorey's trying to attack her, and she's got a boat oar, and she's trying to, like, she hits her with that, and she's trying to stab her with that, and finally, Alice grabs the machete, runs at her, and fucking cuts her head off. Yeah, straight off. Yeah. I
3: mean, clean cut.
1: <laughs> yeah, and if you look really closely, it's a man's hands. Oh. Yeah. It's, like, when they show her...
3: The stunt man swinging the air. It was
1: Tom Savini's partner. Yeah. He's even got a class ring on. Yeah, (laughs) he didn't even bother, (laughs) like
3: You're gonna Uh, shave that knuckle hair off, buddy? Nah.
1: And then we get to probably the greatest scene in the entire movie, the very end of the movie. Oh yes. So Alice goes gets in a boat and just floats out in the middle of the lake. They have this fantastic music and I'm going to talk about the music in a minute Um, but they have this fantastic music where the cops show up, it's daytime, the cop shows up she's just kind of like in the boat, kind of sitting up looking at the cops and then out of nowhere the deformed body of Jason jumps out of the water, grabs her, pulls her down and then she immediately wakes up in a hospital and they're just like, she asks about the boy and they're like, what boy? And It's kind of left open, like, did that actually happen, or... Yeah,
3: did she imagine it, because, like, she's traumatized and just heard all these
1: stories? Because they were like, we didn't find any boy. Yeah. So, that's how the movie ends, and the movie is kind of left open, like, what the fuck just happened, and...
3: Yeah, it really leaves it open for... um, Sequels. Much, many, many, many (laughs) Many sequels. sequels. They let it go in a lot of... You know, because they didn't really wrap... I mean, yeah, like Mrs. Voorhees, but they didn't, like, wrap any story up.
1: Right. Like, what happens with Alice? Well, we'll find out in part two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> first 15 <laughs> minutes of part two. Um, so, before we touch base on the franchise itself, because we still have plenty of time to talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, let's talk about this first movie. And I'll start. Just because it's my favorite. This is my favorite horror movie. Obviously. I named the podcast after this movie.
3: We get it. You love it, Steve. <laughs> so, um,
1: it is. It's my favorite. Uh, I, I don't know why, honestly, because a lot of people will ask me that. They'll be like, well, it's just a fucking rip off of Halloween, which it is. I mean, even the writer admitted that. Yeah, they
2: openly admitted we were going yeah. for like, a re- like almost a Halloween remake, yeah. <laughs> basically. I mean,
1: at this point um, in the slasher era, which was like 78 through 86, um, this was only the one of the first slasher movies to come after Halloween. I mean, we had had Prom Night and Terror Train. That might have been after. Neither Fred of those are. are, are
3: Sounds successful. I think Terror right. Train was
2: 1980. New was, Year's was, Evil
1: was not. That yet. was 81, I think. Prom Night was not yet. No, Prom Night came out in 80. Did it, it might have come out later in the year. Yeah, so. Yeah, so. So this might have been the first one after Halloween. Um, so most of the 80s slasher movies were ripping off Halloween. I'm just going to put that up, <laughs> just to say that, because that's the truth. So, I don't really know why Friday the 13th sticks in my mind as my favorite. Um, maybe because the killer was somebody you just didn't expect. Like, in Halloween, it was a deranged psycho. You know, yeah, it was and he turned beginning. out to right. be
3: the intimidating creature, you know, like it, it yes, he is just as sinister as he seems. In this one right. it's like, no, there is a
2: even, you've been hoodwinked.
1: Right. Even with like Nightmare on Elm Street, like you knew who it was well, you didn't know who it was from the beginning, but you knew it was like some kind of a monster. Yeah. And you saw him. Yes, yeah. you saw him. But in this movie you don't, no. you don't know who it and is. And that's you get and that then, third And person. then when you when you realize who it is, it's somebody you don't suspect at all. Right. No, like and be really because you've
3: been given nothing of this character,
1: right? And you wouldn't even suspect a nice, kind old lady. Yeah, no, they pick the farthest from serial killer. No, right.
2: and so. also, yeah, for, uh, not to derail it totally, but Scream Two does directly rip off Friday the Thirteenth yeah. yeah. for the killer sure. to reveal. Totally.
1: Um, <laughs> but you see her throughout the movie on screen. That shows. is true. Yeah. That's the difference. That's, yeah. That, yeah, that is one thing that's interesting and might be unique to Friday the 13th. Or he's not a character. You never see her. At all. Right. You never see her at all anywhere. Until she's
3: revealed the killer. Right. But she is already acquainted with half the characters, which is how she got away, like, you know what I mean? Like in, when we see her as third-person camera, I she's been addressed like three or four different times. They know who Mrs. Voorhees is. They,
1: they never address her throughout the movie. Well, like they,
3: the townsfolk know who she is. The guy who owns the camp well, knows who know, he is. Well,
1: they know who they know who sh- they know that her son died. I don't yeah. know if they necessarily I, know who.
2: I think the point too the point of view shots like that was to show that, like, because you see the like the counselors and all that shit, they're comfortable with the person. Wouldn't you be comfortable if a sixty-year-old woman walked sure. in the room, like, you're not going to think anything of it. You're well, not going to jump
3: I,
1: up and scream The reactions are, oh, yeah. I'm
2: sorry, oh, let me move yeah, out yeah, of your yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, Because, I mean, Alice shit. definitely
1: yeah. didn't know who she was, because exactly. the first thing she says is, who are you? Because yeah.
2: everyone, though, is super not aggressive towards
1: Yeah, and they're not terribly well, frightened of her. Right. Yeah. And why would you be?
3: Yeah, no, exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly. 60-year-old woman, so. Right, so, so that's, that's one of the things I enjoy about the movie. Um, plus, I love Tom Savini. And I really think that he did a fantastic job in this movie. So. I think
3: this uh, movie follows a great and like, you know, it sets up the whole, like Joe was saying earlier, like disappear, killed, disappear, killed. Um, now, though, we see a lot of, like I said, like I was waiting for her to discover her dead friends. I guess maybe this is a low budget thing that they couldn't go back and like show us more of it. But, you know, fair enough. But it's a straight. It's exactly what it's supposed to be. It's great slasher, uh, '80s like, you know, kids getting murdered. Yeah, it's good. I I think it set it up for a lot of other movies. And uh, you know, if it's stealing off Halloween, whatever.
1: That's what most of the slasher films did. Yeah, they they all do that. I mean, horror steals from
3: each other all the time. Yeah.
1: I mean, um, technically, I wouldn't even say Halloween is an original thing, because we had slasher films before Halloween. Yeah. Halloween was just the most successful one. And I
3: don't think these are even similar enough to call it, like, a copy, because, like, we talked about, like, Mrs. Voorhees is not anything Michael Myers. like Michael and, yeah. Myers. You know, although, just because... Although
1: all the POV shots were taken from, like, Halloween. Yeah. And, right.
3: That's a cinematography thing. It's-
2: yeah. Yeah, but... It, it's pretty much... They did rip it off directly. I mean, That's they, okay, they came though. straight
1: out and said You do have to head, wonder. So.
2: But it's, it, it is, though. It's like Tom Savini is part of the reason, probably the main reason, why it turned into a franchise. Because the effects you saw in the first one were better than most of the stuff you were seeing yeah. at the time. And in so, Halloween,
1: it was more left up to the imagination. There's no blood in, right. in Halloween. There's none. Not really. <laughs> You see, like, even... Um, when, I don't even think there's
2: blood when he's hang- when they reveal the kid hanging that Jason... Yeah. Or Jason, that Michael Myers, you know, put up in the closet. You yeah. don't see any blood For or you, anything. I
1: mean, even that scene where Annie gets her throat cut in... No, it's weight. foggy, so you don't see it in yeah, the car right. or anything. And right? another, another fucking horror movie with a character named Annie. There like, you go, yeah. I, 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 I've always mentioned that. There's an time. Annie I in Quinn yep, She gets killed. But, but is there a Steve... No. All right.
2: (laughs) Is there a, Steve, there's a bunch of new people in the, in the, in the return. Tons. But I think this, didn't this and Halloween 2, they kind of are the movies that set up the horror movie rules from the 80s on out. That's what I'm saying. They're like
3: rules, you know, like this thing with the friends and it's always young, like you know, teenagers or 20 somethings, you know, it usually follows the same kind of
1: plot. I would actually argue and go as far as to say that films like Last House and the Left or Black Christmas really kind of established the whole teenager Dead. slasher movies. Because um, those came before. So Yeah. If they yeah, came before, then so
3: be it. Yeah. This is
1: all just following that,
3: that same uh, kind of horror. Right. You know what I mean? And um, it spawned a franchise.
1: Extremely large. And Friday the 13th is the longest franchise of the slasher films. That's, so that's true, that's it the is. most sequels. There's 12 films, well, right? Well, if you go by the original films before they did the remake, it had 10. Yeah, and then if there's you Freddy vs. Right, Jason, that's what I'm doing them, them, my head. Is I'm going to count that. I liked it. I, I liked it, but I don't know if I necessarily count it. I, I always think of that as being like a spinoff. Yeah, you're right. right. So it's not, not really... Not necessarily right. part of the series. Right. But I'm not going to you know be like, fuck you, it's not part of the series. No. <laughs> <laughs> Good uh, action in that one. Right. So um so yeah, there were ten. If you count everything though with the remake, it's there's twelve.
3: I have most certainly not seen um, all twelve, just so you
1: know that. I've seen all first ten, original ten many, 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 many. Many, many <laughs> times. Uh so do you guys have anything else to say before we do our rating?
3: Um, on this movie. I just thought it was funny, like, when they were playing strip poker, or strip Monopoly, I'm thinking, like, the real way to play (laughs) strip games. Um, Wrong. She says, like, she's got to go out to pee, and then, like, leaves out into the storm, like... They're all worried about this storm and their other friends getting lost and like not coming back. They
1: didn't know that their friends were lost yet. Right. Yeah, they were just expecting them. You know, Jack or Jack and Marcy were off fucking, and nobody knew where Ned. was. nobody seemed to question. Nobody. That's what I'm saying. Nobody
3: seems to question where any of their.
1: Well, see the thing is, they do, but then they they, separate further. They do mention Jack and Marcy because they're like, oh, Jack and Marcy are going to get drenched, and they're like, not if they're where I think they are. Yeah, Uh yeah. (laughs) So yeah. But no one ever is like, where's Ned?
3: They don't worry about
1: him, yeah. Maybe Ned was
2: the dick of the group, and then like, we don't care.
1: Well, he was. He was the guy, the annoying friend. Oh, yeah, that's... You're like right. Yeah. So, yeah, so they go, yeah. no one asks where Ned is. No
2: one cares. can yeah. go annoy other people. That, that would be me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, anything else? No, that's good. Joe? Nope. All right, so we can give our ratings? Yeah. I'll give, I'll give mine. Four out of four. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm gonna give it... A three out of four um only because i want more blood and i know this is low budget and it was all. also the
1: beginning you know, the yeah in the beginning yeah. of all
3: this but this is a little bit low energy for me you know what i mean mm-hmm. um other than that we talked about the makeup on this is awesome i'm a big fan of like properly executed mm-hmm. makeup um, and also well-filmed scenes with tension. There are some really tense scenes in this movie, so it definitely is getting the three, but it's not getting the four.
2: <laughs> so, I would, I'd give it a three out of four, but probably for different reasons. I, it, this is the best one as far as atmosphere, you know, where there's this kind of this dread. You know there's dread, but they don't, mm-hmm. so you feel it more, I guess. And the point-of-view shots, even though they're taken from Halloween, I almost feel like they're used more effectively in this movie than they were in Halloween. I totally
3: know in, what you're saying, yeah.
2: In a more visceral way. Even though there's, you know, the point of view killings are in Halloween, they just seem more <coughs> visceral in this movie. And the music is really fucking good.
1: Yeah, I forgot to mention. I, I,
3: you said we were going to come yeah, back to it, so, so now let's come back to there's it. There's a
1: whole
2: franchise <laughs> that we can tackle.
1: <laughs> uh, Harry Manfredini did the music for this, he did the music for all of them except for. Seven, I think. Which would be the... The New Blood. W- That's the one with the... Worst one. No, not the worst no, one. No, no. <laughs> no, no. You're thinking of That's the one everyone likes. Or, or five. Right. Um, no, I I think it was Seven that was the one that he didn't do the music for. They just kind of used, like, archival music from the other movies for okay. the set one. Um, but the music in the Friday the 13th movies is some of my favorite music because it's just... I don't know. It's just so... I don't know. It, it's just something I really enjoy listening to. And the music specifically from the end of the first movie when she's in the boat and everything like that is fucking, it's beautiful. It's and like it turns a into false, horrifying. yeah, it's like yeah. a false sense of, yep.
3: uh, you know, like it's real soft and like a positive, like maybe hopeful mm-hmm. would be and like he, a good word for it because you think like a happy ending may be coming.
1: Right. And he's even said that he uh, deliberately put the, the turn in the music at a point in where in which the music wouldn't do that like you you wouldn't expect like he it cut to it off yeah, yeah. right and, almost um, mid sentence yeah and he is great like you can get the music like there was a big huge box set with all the music from the movies at one point i wish i'd known about it. i would have loved to have gotten that but um
3: what would be the appropriate time to listen to that
1: i don't know i don't <laughs> know people listen to score music a lot yeah i guess yeah um but I do have the... Tra- Scary
3: score music? Yeah.
1: I do have the track f- from the, the music from the end of the first movie. Nice. Um, I was able to find it on iTunes, so... Neato. So you can get some of the music on iTunes anyway. Um, so yeah, that's that's the first movie. <laughs> <laughs> So let's talk about uh, what happened after the first movie. Then things get crazy. <sighs> I forgot to look up how much money it actually made, but I think it made somewhere in like the thirty-four million dollar range. The first one, yeah, yeah. So, 39 it was, sh- it 39 million. so it was Shot
2: right for five hundred fifty, so half a mil, and then worldwide it made sixty million dollars.
1: Sixty million dollars on a yeah, five hundred thousand dollar budget. Yeah. yeah so needless stacking. to say, this movie was a smash. Tremendous tickets.
3: success.
2: None of them have been made for over 20, so all of them have made money in yeah. some way, shape, or form. And Freddy versus Jason actually made, I think, $80 million.
3: Listen, look at that. Yes, this.
2: 80 so. domestic, 115. That's the largest grossing one, I think, is 115 for that one.
1: So that movie made more money than any of the individual sequels for either franchise.
2: Right. Well, when you put Freddy, I guess, versus Jason in the title, right? People are bound to, yeah. to come to it.
1: But yeah, uh, the, but the franchise is what not that little spin off bullshit, right? <laughs> <laughs> so the movie was obviously a smash hit. They rushed a sequel, Friday the 13th Part 2, into theaters. This is the first movie where we get to see Jason as Jason, although he does not have his iconic hockey mask yet. Um, no, which is a
2: mistake a lot of people make, and you can tell that they haven't really watched as yeah. much.
1: He's basically <laughs> got a burlap sack over his head with an eye hole. Which I thought was kind of more badass at the time. <laughs> yeah. That, that, yeah. Very scary. Um, that uh, Friday the 13th Part 2 is also the first one where we... Well, I guess, obviously, it'd be the first one, because that's the first time he's wearing a mask. But it sets up this whole thing where his he's, mask gets ripped off yeah. in the movie towards the end, and you see his face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so his face gets worse and worse as the franchise goes along. But uh, this one takes place five years later. Yeah. Um, whether at a like a camp council training re- like place that's also on camp are also on Crystal Lake, right? And uh, Jason's just picking them off one by one. Um, nothing too much. Right, I f- I felt like the sequel was pretty much in tone with the first one. Yeah, um, it was
2: the se- the se- the, s- the at least the second one just felt like just put Jason in place of his mom and yeah. just give him new kids
1: and we'll just get it out there, right? Um, it had some creative kills, like the couple that are having sex and they get impaled. <laughs> yeah. Um, which was taken from an Italian horror movie I can't remember the name of off the top of my head, but still it was creative. Um, you had a guy getting a machete to the face who's in a wheelchair. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jason's cold-blooded, yeah. though. He yeah, he is. He doesn't give a fuck. No. no. <laughs> um, so that's pretty much the second movie. The third movie is in 3D. Came yes. the following year. Um, that one takes place directly after the first or after the second one. Uh, and that's just a group of friends going to a, uh, their family home and Jason just finds them and starts killing them off. That's where he gets his hockey mask. Right. And the third one, there's a,
2: is that the one where the person is like swinging in the barn? Yes. It's very fun, right? Yeah. yeah.
1: <clears throat> he, uh, he gets the hockey mask because there's one of those annoying characters who likes to play pranks on everybody. Right. And he's, he like, scares somebody with a hockey mask and he just kind of leaves it off to the side and Jason just picks it up. and This is better than the burlap. And, mm-hmm. and uh, history is made. <laughs> yes, just like that. Um, what I do like about the hockey mask, though, is in part three he gets an axe to the head. And it leaves a cut the, in the hockey right. mask. Every hockey <laughs> mask after that has that cut still in it. Mm-hmm. The one thing I didn't like though is when they did Jason X and he gets the upgrade. Yeah.
0: Oh, we yeah. about like the steel mask. Yeah, he's got the
1: steel thing. mask. I thought it would have been so cool as an Easter egg for to that cut to cut. still to just be stay there. there or put right? a stripe on it or something or Something like that. Yeah. yeah, and they didn't do that, and I was like, oh, ah, such a bummer. missed opportunity. Yeah, yeah. or but, just even like a
3: triangle, like you know, on it. Yeah. No, nothing.
1: Nope. Um, I even, not too long ago, after when I watched it recently, I, I was like, maybe it is there and I just don't see it. <laughs> <laughs> zoom in, pause it. closet. <laughs> uh, so, and uh, and one of the things I do, like, hockey masks, there's red triangles on it, like, right? Yeah, right. the uh, cheeks. If you watch part five, which is the one that he's not in, um, the guy that's killing people has a hockey mask and he has the triangles, but they're blue. Right. right? Like Which the is other kind of team. a dead
2: giveaway they, that it's not him. Right. Yeah. When you look back, yeah. Uh,
1: and I don't think it's got the cut in the...
2: No, it the doesn't. Top it's top like a part. clean, yeah. like, white mask.
1: Because I remember yeah. the first time I watched it, I was like, why does his mask look different? because <laughs> like, it's, it's not him. I didn't yeah. know before I watched it, but anyway. Right. Um, so then the fourth one has Corey Feldman in it. Yes. This one we
2: be Tommy Jarvis.
1: And this right? is the one that a lot of people like more than the other ones, uh, because it was supposed to be the final chapter. That's why it's called the final chapter. Um, yeah, right. And, well, the, Paramount was like, we're done. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> How many even, more of these can we possibly make? <laughs> and even Tom Savini came back and did the makeup effects for the fourth one, because he was just like, he even was quoted as saying, I'm the one who brought him to life, I should be the one to kill him. Oh. Um. So he came back, and, uh, yeah, Corey Feldman's in the movie, which starts a nice little storyline. Yeah. That in 4, 5, and 6, with the same character, Tommy Jarvis. Um. There's a Trish in
3: that movie, the final chapter.
1: Crispin Glover's in that movie. If you guys know who that yes, is, yes, he is from Back to the Future, right? Um, and there's a really there's a scene in that movie that everyone seems to. Isn't he
2: the weirdo in there? Like yeah. he doesn't know how to talk to girls. He doesn't or, know how to talk like, like, to Anything girls. like that,
1: yeah. And uh, there's that scene where his friend's just like pretending he's got a computer, and he's like, "Computer says you're a dead fuck." <laughs> I don't I, remember this. I just I just remember Crispin Glover looking at him just dead serious. He's like a dead fuck. I just I remember Crispin
2: Glover in the movie being like Crispin Glovering all over the place. Yeah, yeah.
1: and there's a scene where he's trying to dance with the girl, and it's like fucking ridiculous and <laughs> embarrassing. And uh, but he gets a he gets a pretty cool death scene with a cleaver to the face. Yeah. First, he gets his hand impaled with a, a corkscrew, and then cleaver to the face. Um. So yeah, he's supposed to die in that movie, but then they leave it open where like Corey Feldman might be the killer or some shit. And
2: yeah. <laughs> And then doesn't Five kind of play on that, too, they, five, a little bit? Yeah,
1: sort of, because, like, in Five, he's an adult, Tommy Jarvis, and he's, like, in a, a mental institution-type right. yeah. setting, and he's, like, really, he doesn't talk throughout most of the movie, so it's kind of like, that movie had so many red herrings on who was yes, the killer. that's what it was, nobody, all red herrings. But nobody set up the fact that it wasn't supposed to be Jason in the first place. No, no, you think it is the whole time. Right, so why would you set up all these red hair? There's a character in that movie that shows up at somebody's house... Wanting um, food, to, like he's like, oh, I'll, I'll do some work for food, and he's like the classic red herring. Yeah, and he, it's like there's no he's a story, he, there's no character development for yeah, him. Yeah, he's Isn't a he the migraine, guy, you know, movie he's like walking around watching all the teenagers fuck. Yeah, too. and then he gets <laughs> killed while he's doing it, and then it's just like, what the hell was the point of that character? <laughs> and then when you find out it's not Jason, you go back and you're like, oh, these are red herrings. Like, this movie, sucks. but yeah, yeah, that movie's not all that great.
2: <laughs> it's pro- I would say it's probably the worst one in the franchise. The weakest.
1: I would say eight is the worst in the franchise. That's Manhattan. That is close, man. Because, <laughs> well, we'll, well, we'll talk about it in a couple minutes. So, yeah. So, five is basically just no Jason. Um, it's got some good death scenes, though. Like the girl getting the fucking uh, hedge clippers to the eyes. Yeah.
3: <laughs> that one is good.
1: Uh, and the guy getting the belt around his eyes, and then the guy behind him is just tightening it until he crushes his head. It's got some good death scenes. Uh, six, I think, is everyone's favorite, and that's um, Jason Lives. Yes, which is my favorite one, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's the one where he is brought back by electricity. Right, because uh, Tommy, like
2: yeah. Tommy sticks like a... uh like a, It's like a, pole, a metal pole. Yeah, like a metal pole in him. And lightning strikes it, and he comes back, and he's super strong now. I'm actually yeah. gonna like throw people across the cemetery. And, and there's all actually that shit. a theory
1: that in part two, three, and four, he was a human being. Like okay, not but then in six, he comes. He was back resurrected. From the dead. Yeah, he's resurrected, and now he's like more like a demon, like Freddy type. Yeah. Character. More um,
3: so, immortal. And yeah, because
1: if you watch the first, the second, third, and fourth movie, he's killing people like a human would. But after Six, he's ripping people's throwing, arms yeah, off and them all around. doing stuff that no human being could possibly yeah. do. Yeah, right. So, like
3: throwing an axe is something any murderer, you right.
1: know. Um, so Six enter, entered some humor into it, but not in a negative way. Like I, I like to look at like Freddy's dead as being a negative way of introducing humor. Um, that's where they put Freddy
2: in a music video, too, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. And, and,
1: yeah. uh, he's a Looney tune. That's how I always describe him in, in part six in Freddy's Dead. Is he's a Looney tune. I mean, there's literally a scene where he's pushing a bed of spikes across the street. And yeah. then he sighs and looks directly into the camera like a Looney tune would.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's upsetting to see them do that, yeah. too. Yeah, and that's
1: why I think that that's... Uh, the negative way to introduce humor into a, a horror movie by embarrassing the. I
0: don't
2: think. Yeah, it doesn't. The work.
1: It's insulting to the right. audience. Yeah.
0: If your
2: if your characters are acting stupid, that's one thing, right? But if you have the actual, oh, well, like the
3: victims, they act stupid all the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but like I don't. But know if how... you have the actual
2: killer acting stupid, then it takes yeah, away because then that. you're
1: making fun of the killer, and that right. was actually the director of Six, uh, Tom McLaughlin, I believe his last name is, or something like that. Um, he wanted to. Uh, bringing the humor in and the studio is a uh, little hesitant at first and then he was the studio was like alright you can make fun but don't make fun of Jason yeah yeah. the kids and, can be
3: sh- you know shooting the shit and making dirty jokes but
1: there's a really funny scene in the movie where he kills um, a girl in a like a mud puddle and he sticks a metal rod or something in her mouth or something and pins her to the ground and she was originally just being like here's my money or whatever like that and then she dies and like her hand lets go of the money The and MasterCard he, is like floating now. American the... Express yeah there it is because the express- motto for level. American Express is I never leave home without it yeah. yeah and he says in one of the documentaries he was like I did that deliberately because every single time I watched it with an audience he's like somebody yelled out never leave home without it <laughs> <laughs> um so, yeah, Six is the end of Tommy Jarvis's story. He They changed the name of the town in Six to Forest Green instead of Crystal Lake because right. they're trying to, like, distance themselves from Jason. And they also reopen the camp as Camp Forest Green. And like, this,
3: that would work. Like, Jason doesn't...
1: And this is the first That's movie... where they
2: kick Tommy out of town, too, because he keeps on telling yep. people about Camp Blood and yep. shit. Yeah. And this
3: is the so first... So he becomes, in... like, the, uh, the...
1: He becomes Crazy Ralph. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's Essentially. That's what I was... Um, this is the first and only movie in the franchise too where the camp has children at it oh, that's true yeah, there are so children and, and it's full and it's full and it's operational too. yeah it's only
3: been counselors and
1: he and Jason actually does approach one of the children and stands there and she d- doesn't kill the child so. no,
3: it,
2: uh, no and yeah. he walks into the uh, at night too and they're all yep. sleeping in the cabin and doesn't touch any of them so, no because Jason
3: them. doesn't want to kill the kids this, Jason is
1: a kid that's a good point. Yeah, I never thought about it that way. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say maybe Jason has morals. Wow, he Trish
2: just... just sort of blew the lid off the <laughs> whole franchise right there.
3: Jason won't kill kids. Jason is a kid. <laughs>
1: it's a good. He's a,
3: he's a tortured kid.
1: Yeah, that's a fantastic theory. Yeah. Um. So seven is the beginning of like um
0: getting new away blood, from right? Tommy
1: Jarvis. Is there's a new lead character? Um. I do want to say though that. I've always, and I think most people would agree, that slasher films are better when there's a, a heroine, like a female yes. hero, instead of a male. Because, like, it doesn't, in my opinion, it doesn't work as much if the main character, the, her- the hero, is a male. Like, you look at Nightmare on Elm Street 2, or The Fly 2, and it's just like, it's, I, I don't give yeah, a Yeah, I
2: think some of that has <clears throat> to do with that, when it's a man, like a hero... There's more brute force involved in yeah. the in the way you defeat it mm-hmm. or the and the villain, and when it's a heroine, it's more of a mind
3: with cunning. Y- yeah, like
2: yeah. there's more of a plan.
3: Yeah, right. and that the woman that survives a serial killer, they always like she always ends up being literally like the baddest bitch. You they know,
1: don't do. like it? look at Sidney I mean, Prescott. Yeah, and they have <laughs> the, they have a whole theory called the final girl. Where, That's at the yeah, you know, following that premise. Yeah. Um so, but it's interesting that Friday the Thirteenth, in the middle of their franchise for four, five, and six, it's a male lead and it works. Um, May, yeah, and part realize, of that could be because yeah.
2: we've watched when you watch him, it's from when he's a little kid up until he's an adult. True. That might that might help it. Yeah. But.
1: but seven, the new blood, gets back into having a hero, a heroine, and it's. Um, girl who has teleconnect powers. This movie was actually supposed to be Freddy versus Jason. Really? really. Yeah, that, but they couldn't... At the time, Paramount owned Friday the 13th, New Line owned... That's so funny, because the main plot of The
2: New Blood, when you think about it, is the exact same, almost, because she resurrects Jason. Yeah. Instead of Freddy resurrecting, it's the girl who inadvertently does it. <laughs> yep.
1: Um, so they, in, instead instead of doing Freddy vs. Jason, they actually did Freddy versus Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, because that's basically what she's that movie totally is. Yeah. yeah, and uh, that's my that's my personal out of all of them, my f- personal favorite. Like, first one's my favorite, but like if I don't include the first one, seven's probably my favorite. It is a good one. Yeah, it's just a fun movie. It's also the first one Kane Hodder plays Jason. That yeah, um, it's also uh, one of the goriest. That was one of the that was probably the most cut down Friday the Thirteenth. Films. I think I read that somewhere yeah, before. Yeah, because there's a scene where he crushes somebody's head into a ball. Yeah, there's a... And they, they cut it out. <laughs> um, And the director of that, John Carl Blucher, um, he was, he's a makeup effects artist. I was going to say,
2: that name sounds familiar. I think yeah. he worked on Halloween or something. That's yeah,
1: it. I can't remember. He's He worked on a lot of yeah. horror movies in the 80s, and I think he still does. Um, But yeah, he directed that one. Um. That's also a, f- a fresher
2: storyline than what was going on when it was released. 1988? Think about the horror movies that were going on in 1988. At least you gave this one some flavor with the telekinetic power stuff right. and like yeah, we'll add something new, new and cool. shit. Yeah.
0: Right.
3: To and touch away from like the that, that uh, slasher, like disappear, mm-hmm. kill, disappear, kill. We need something else.
1: The fact that they were still making Friday the 13th movies because the slasher genre was hemorrhaging at this point, if not already dead. Yeah, yeah, because Halloween Five it came out and sucked, yeah, I mean, and, and so did uh, Nightmare on mm-hmm. Elm Street Five. Right, yeah. Child's
2: so, Play was pretty much done.
1: Child's Play, well, no, Child's Play just started in eighty eight. Did it?
2: Yeah. Oh, for some reason, I so thought it started later. in eighty. I thought it started in eighty mm-hmm. five.
1: So it was eighty eight, and uh, the sequels are in the nineties. So yeah, that's
2: true. My fault. I'm a
1: bad <clears throat> horror fan. <laughs> not every not everyone's good at the date, So no. Um, so then we get eight. Part eight, and that's Jason Takes Manhattan.
2: They just wanted to make sure the slasher genre was really dead. I
1: think they were just <laughs> like, "Well, let's see, Halloween Five, Nightmare on Elm Street Five, those sucked." So we need to have this, one that sucks. What that can comes we get bed. away with? <laughs> let's take them to New York. But by the way, we're not going to shoot in New York. We're going to shoot in Canada. Yeah, and, and how
2: does Camp Crystal Lake connect to getting to New York by boat? They,
1: they literally in the movie are like the the lake connects to the ocean.
3: He follows an electric cable, I'm reading here.
1: Yeah, but he's in the lake and follows it all the way to the boat that right. takes him out into uh, the ocean. Out into the ocean. Yeah. And I'm like, um, every other movie we've seen, Crystal Lake, it's like a contained lake. It's not connected Yeah, it's literally to in the
2: center of the camp, yeah. surrounded and by like see, docks and shit. You can yeah. see land on either side.
1: There's many shots where you see that it's like one lake, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, you could fucking swim across it. <laughs> 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 whatever. So... They go to New York. They shoot mostly in Canada. There's only one scene that they shot in New York, and that's when they're in Times Square. Right, with Jason. Yeah. Um, Can't shoot
3: that in Canada.
2: Nope. Although, this one, if you're just going to base it on sheer corniness of one you want to watch and just to watch something, a stupid horror movie, this would be the one
0: to watch. I will will tell you this. This is
1: the fart. This is definitely a shout-out to my friend Dan, because this is hilarious. There is a scene in the movie when they go to Times Square... And there's a scene where he, like, kicks over this gang's, like, boombox. Mm-hmm. And it's hilarious and everything like that. If you listen to the song they're listening to, it is the stupidest song. But, like, right before he kicks it, it's literally this song called, um, where they're just, like, living in the city ain't no big deal. <laughs> I'm gonna have to, oh, I gotta go back and watch it. It's big on, Bad. it's on YouTube. I, I watched, I was watching it one day and I'm just like, wait a minute, I have to watch that. And I'm like, the lyrics are ridiculously stupid. Like, couldn't stupid. they have found
3: anything any real and, uh, music? I music. They
1: probably didn't have any enough money. They probably spent all their money on the fucking shoot. Yeah, can't,
3: can't pay anybody to, for any rights. I yeah. mean, the
1: movie's called Jason Takes Manhattan and he's in Manhattan the last 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah,
2: then what is the fucking toxic sewer flood or the yeah, toxic what sewer... what the fuck was that? The toxic waste, not toxic sewer they're flood. The like, toxic waste in New York kills him. Yeah, they're but, just
1: like, they fill the sewers with toxic waste every night at midnight. Why? And also, somehow that. <laughs>
2: also, somehow the toxic. Because it's in
1: New York, and that's what Yeah. He's.
2: And the toxic waste somehow did not kill that dog who magically comes back at the end of right? the movie. Like, oh man, that one was all types of bad. That movie
1: was boring, too. It takes too long to get to the point. Yeah,
2: and like, the kills what weren't great. There it wasn't. The
1: point, it, it takes too long to get to the kills, let's put it that way. They
2: had, like, one interesting kill in that. The then, harpoon gun thing. What is about
1: the guy who gets his head cool. punched off? That was pretty, <laughs>
2: there were some pretty ridiculous ones. And then there's the stuff where punched he meets off. them in, like, the dance it's, hall and yeah. shit. It it's, is,
1: it's It's literally the scene where the guy gets his head punched up. He's a boxer. They establish Oh, yeah, that's on. right. He's going to box him. And, and then, like, he boxes Jason. Punch, he punches him probably 50 times. And then Jay, and he's like, take your put. best shot. And Jason just punches him once, and his head just flies off into a dumpster. That's Jason, so don't give no fucks. Yeah, it's so Jason's ridiculous. like honey badger. It's so ridiculous. But that
2: was the one that effectively killed the franchise for a while.
1: That's what killed it for Paramount because Paramount sold it to New Line after right. that, and then they made Jason Goes to Hell, which, when I was I a kid, liked. speak. You know, I'm for, I'm forgetting we recorded two podcasts. I was about to reference the last podcast we we talked about it in the last podcast like how in Candyman I was scared. Just by hearing the title "Candyman" and, and it just sounded like a scary movie. When Jason Goes to Hell came out, I was terrified to watch that movie. Dude, the cu- the poster is a metal that's so funny you mask say with that fire behind it, and then this snake yeah. creature like going through it. I remember
2: going into blockbuster as a little kid because when it came out ninety three, so I was like nine or something. And every and just walking past that cover, and, like looking back at it because it is a it. It's intimidating when you're a little kid and you look at it. I or... think
3: this was one of the ones I liked this probably is, when I was growing up. This is the ones that stuck out to me.
1: This is the one This is one a lot of people don't like because he's hardly in the movie. Um, I like... I, I thought it was good. My,
3: this is where they talk about his... like that he's possessing people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And this, this movie has... and a lot of people disagree with me on this, but this is the one, Jason, that I like the most. His design... Because his mask is is deteriorated. It's like you can see his teeth, kind of. Yeah, yeah. His, he's got like strands of hair, and his yeah. and his head is like growing over the. Mask. Yeah, and it's like right. all lumpy. I actually have a really nice hand drawn picture of digging him, in. Yeah, uh, that I bought at a convention one year, and I don't know. That's my favorite Jason. I don't yeah, do. it's where the
2: straps are finally just like totally digging into yeah. his head and all that shit. Dude, the opening scene of that movie is fucking awesome too. Where did, they have the FBI raid on Crystal Lake and, and, they it, just and, pump and it feels like
1: a classic Friday the Thirteenth scene.
2: Yeah, because she's taking a shower yeah. and everything. I yeah. when I first saw it, I didn't know like the plot of it. Like I knew it was Jason goes to hell or whatever. Like that's just the title, but I didn't know that he was possessing people, mm-hmm. and I had no idea that they had the FBA like FBA <laughs> FBI like action movie raid at the beginning of it. That shit was awesome.
1: Um, but yeah, a lot of people didn't like that, and I get it because he's hardly in the movie. He's only in the movie in the very beginning and the very end. Um, he's, you see, people say that about some you, you see glimpses yeah. of him, right? Um, but overall, I mean, it's not my favorite. It's definitely towards the bottom of the list, but it's not the worst. Um, I still think, "Fucking Manhattan" holds. The, it <laughs> Manhattan definitely holds and the title. A New hold, Although hold those
2: for me. <laughs> "Jason Goes to Hell" has the ending that set up... Freddy versus Jason. Freddy versus Jason. And that was
1: the reason they made that movie was so they could be like, okay, we're going to make a Friday the 13th movie where we line up make... Jason and right, Freddy. Right, because they and finally
2: it. own the rights to it yeah. and stuff. So. And,
1: and that was Kane Hodder, actually, with the glove on at the end that pulls the mask down. Yeah, and
2: Kane Hodder is in it as the security guard. Yep. With too. that
1: horrible mullet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he calls him, he calls Jason a pussy, too, which I think is hilarious. Nice. Oh, yeah, he does. When,
2: when, uh, uh, When they just bring him in, right? Yeah. And then when he's walking out, when the doctor's walking out, I think he talks some more shit about him or something.
1: (laughs) So then we don't get anything from Jason for nine years after that. And then all of a sudden we get Jason X. Which, to me, if anyone went into that movie expecting it to be a good movie, you're an idiot. Like, it's supposed to be a stupid fun movie. Like, nobody's going to go out and be like, well, Jesus Christ, that was the next Citizen Kane. Space Jason, (laughs) like, like the best. I can't believe that movie went to the theater. I can't either. It's like a joke. I had seen the movie before it came out to theaters, because it was released in, like, Brazil. The year before it came out in America, because it was done for over a year.
2: That's what it says here. Released in July 21st, 2001 in, in Germany. Germany so I'm assuming other places got it and then April 26, 2002 in the United yeah. States and I
1: deliberately went and saw it in the theater even though I'd already seen it because I wanted to make sure I saw the All Friday, 13th yeah. movie in the theater because that was the first one I ever got to see in the theater because uh, okay. yeah, I was only, not, I was only not nine old enough. Yeah. I was nine when Jason Goes to Hell came out and you know yeah, I wasn't into horror movies when I was nine so that was the first one I wanted to see and I remember walking I still remember this this is fucking 15 years ago but I still remember it when I was walking into the theater, this couple behind me was like, well, that sucked. <gasps> and I'm just like, again, why did anyone come into a movie where Jason Voorhees is in space and expect, and expect it to be good?
2: Yeah, this is the one thing about yeah, horror movies in general where it's like you shouldn't trust the critics or what anyone tells you. You should just go see it for yourself and form your own opinion about I thought it.
1: it was, I thought it was a fun movie. It's a guilty pleasure of mine. It's definitely one of my favorites of the franchise. Just goofy fun. And I there's some good that. kills in the movie yeah. too. Yeah. And then there he gets that upgrade and I don't give I don't give a fuck what anyone says. He's a badass like that. Yeah. I have a figurine of of um Todd McFarlane made a figurine of that, That's I have cool. that on my shelf. Yeah. I have a hand I like the little drawn. figurines
3: like that where they don't display the actual character in their like anything where it references like a character in there, like that one time you saw them like that, you mm-hmm. know, like their B outfit or their you know what I'm saying, yeah. like this.
2: I would I would
1: outfit. I would have loved a sequel to Jason X. I, I think they actually did a comic series where they kind of made a sequel to it. I
2: think you're right because he, yeah, he has been part of a few comic book series. so I yeah. think that was one of them. Yeah,
1: I, I, I get why people don't like it. It is stupid, but I think it's I think it's cool to see him like, horror, fucking jacked and. Horror metal does it all the time
3: too, where they red uh, eyes. It's <laughs> like paint my ride for serial killers. Yeah,
1: but um, that pretty much killed it. They did Freddy vs Jason the year after Jason X came out. That was a mega super smash hit.
2: I saw that in the theater. So I saw it, that. I, in I
1: the actually theater. saw it four times in the theater.
2: Which has one of the best opening kills. Is that the book Is it the the bed snapping thing yep. and shit? Yeah, that mm-hmm. was good.
1: That was just there was nothing bad about that movie in my opinion. That no, was, it was fantastic. good. Yeah. No, there
2: there was nothing bad. I agree. <laughs> I love how too where the. What was where sort of the kids would intentionally go into their dreams to fuck with Freddy and like beat him up and shit. Yeah, that
1: was, that was a different script. Was it? Yeah, I that think... was a script where that was a script they were going to use for Freddy versus Jason. What, what, um, they
2: weren't afraid of him anymore, though, right? They yeah. weren't
1: afraid of him anymore because they were given hypnosil so they wouldn't remember. Him. Right, right, and right. They, everyone who did remember them were put into the uh, the dream institute from Part Three, from Nightmare on Elm Street Three.
2: Right, and then he has to go get Jason. To make people afraid again. Right. Yeah. And it has one of the best, I think, kill scenes in Friday the 13th series. When they're in that cornyard, or corn rave, whatever it is. Yeah,
1: Corn rave, yep. In the cornfield or whatever. Right. He's just killing people left and
2: right. Yeah. He's on fire. Yeah, just ripping people in half and shit. And then...
1: what else is in
2: that? Yeah, that was a good one, man. Where Freddy takes on the shape of the worm and hits the bong and everything. Yep. Oh, man. and they have
1: that ripoff character of oh, Jay. Like you know what's funny is if you watch uh Crystal Lake Memories, which is a, like a seven and a half hour documentary about the entire franchise, okay, uh, there's, a, there's a part or no, no, wait, actually, it's in the Nightmare on Elm Street one. I take that back. It's they did a Nightmare on Elm Street one, it's like four hours. And they, they're talking about Freddy versus Jason. And they're just like, they start talking about how that character is just a ripoff of Jay. And then out of nowhere, they just cut to Jason Mewes. And he's just like, he's like, yeah, I love, you know, when I was in that movie and I played Freeberg, He's like, wait a minute, that wasn't me. And then he just gets up and walks out of the interview. That is funny. Nice. Oh. That's funny.
3: Wait, that wasn't me.
2: It is a direct ripoff. But yeah, that was yeah. good. And then they did that reboot.
1: Yes. <laughs> Now, let me say this. Obviously, if you've listened to us talking for over an hour, this is my favorite horror franchise. I don't like remakes, but I will not sit there and be like, I'm not going to give this a shot. Because who knows? It could be great. Yeah. Uh, And then you'd
3: be the asshole for assuming. I mean,
1: I thought Dawn of the Dead, the remake of Dawn of the Dead, was going to be terrible. And that turned out to be a great movie. So... You can't always say remakes are bad. However, I don't like it when they remake movies. I wish they would just continue on the franchise. Yeah. Um, Give us something else. Right. Or, you know what, make some change. They did it with Child's Play, with uh, Curse of Chucky, which, by the way, I don't know, by the time you guys listen to this, because it's not going to be up until Friday the 13th, uh, the new one, which I can't remember off the cult of Chucky, will be on Netflix on October 3rd. Nice. So by the time you listen to this, it should have already been yeah, out. on Netflix yeah um, so I'm looking forward to that Curse of Chucky which is the last one they did was great they went back to the roots they didn't remake the series yeah you know they, they didn't
3: rewrite it, it right they just, they,
1: it was just another sequel that just went back to its roots we don't need remakes just fix the franchise that's my opinion well, yeah, bring it back like, Get off the soapbox now <laughs>
3: Yeah, right. You're preaching to nobody's listening In the film industry I, I guarantee you that
1: So the Friday the 13th remake, reboot, whatever the hell you want to call it To me Was an absolute insult to the fans I think that they were just They just sat down and they were like, "Well, like What's Friday the 13th known for? Tits and drugs Let's just do that a lot And we'll just make that a movie yeah,
2: it's it, not good. I mean, and this was in that time period. Remember, or maybe he's still fucking doing it. Where Michael Bay decided, I'm going to take a bunch of great horror movies and fucking yeah. remake them and ruin them. Mm-hmm.
1: And he did it with this, that's for sure. I I used to say that the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake was the only good one he did, but that's not even good. I watched. Sure. that I again. rewatched love Texas Chainsaw I, Massacre.
3: The yeah. remake, all of that. I the
0: Jessica
2: the Biel remake. one. I,
3: yeah, the Jessica Biel one. I hate that one.
2: I, I, I watched. Hate it. I watched uh, no, it
3: again. And the whole you, Texas Chainsaw thing. Are you
1: going to see the new one?
3: Yeah. Why not? And that like Amityville, an, it's whatever like an that origin
1: comes origin story. That Amityville one's just destined to fail because that's been done for like so four many, years. So many times. I think
2: Amityville's always been destined I've to watched, fail, like, right? I've watched like documentaries, yeah, no, they're Ghost not. Hunter episodes, but and
3: yeah, it's washed up. I think
2: up, one of the main problems with this one, the remake, was that they had Jason run.
0: Yeah, and Dude, like
2: kept run. Somebody, oh, he kept he's
1: grunt. not lumbering, and he yeah. kept somebody captive. Yeah,
2: that doesn't. He's not. Yeah, he doesn't do that shit.
1: <laughs> like even know? if, even when, um, what's her face? Michael the Myers keeps uh, people
2: captive. Jason doesn't. Jason it. The kills in,
1: them instantly. The girl you know? in the second movie, when when uh, she runs back to his like little shack and she sees his, his mother's head, yeah, and she puts the sweater on. He's hesitant to kill her. Because he's confused. It's because he's dead. But he doesn't not kill her. He doesn't keep her captive. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Yeah,
2: it was bad.
1: Yeah,
3: and a killer like Jason doesn't like break M.O. for like anything. Like He why kills should on he? sight.
1: Why should, why? They were trying to make his character sympathetic. Why? He's an unstoppable killing machine. And that's what makes even him badass. Even with Michael Myers and Halloween in Rob Zombie's Halloween, he never made that character sympathetic. I never felt bad for that kid when he was a kid. No, he's a little fucking asshole. He was a a psycho from the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you never felt sorry for him.
3: You shouldn't have to, I don't think, to make a good serial killer. Right, They're serial
1: killers. So them doing that with with Jason, trying to make him sympathetic, like, I I don't want to feel sympathy for him. I want him to be a badass, just psycho killer.
2: Yeah, see here, reading here, the writers of the reboot wanted to distance themselves from stuff like Scream and give it a... Gritty 1980s feel. Scream is way grittier than anything in the Friday the 13th remake. And <laughs> like, the
1: Friday the 13th remake failed horribly at being nostalgic. Like it's yeah, because not... they try
2: to cram nostalgia down your throat, and it's like, dude,
1: and they fucked it up.
2: Yeah, like, <laughs> totally.
1: Like I remember, wasn't there a part in the movie where they're just like looking for a huge patch of weed?
2: That's part like... of. Wasn't that why they went there? Was yeah. because someone was growing weed in like and on camp crystal? No, someone's. One of them was growing butt on Camp Crystal Lake's yeah, land like or some that. shit like
1: that. That's fucking stupid. And then, and
2: then the other dude, the hero, comes in looking for his sister that disappeared like a year earlier or something. And
1: that, that storyline, I would have You should have stuck with fine. that. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. that, they did that in some slasher sequels in the, in the 80s. Like Sleepaway Camp uh, 3, I think, did that. And that's fine. I'm fine with that. You know, person going to find their family member. Whatever. Yeah, that's that's all they needed. They didn't need this extra story of them going to get weed and no, was, yeah, no. and then they just
2: like, oh, well, we're the weeds are here, right? Let's party. They start partying at the yeah. lake and everything. And
1: there's there are so many topless women in that movie. Which again, I'm not complaining about that, but I'm just Woo-hoo! like, I'm just Movies. like, what is the point? of no. over the top.
2: Yeah, you're right. Like, and also the guy who directed it, uh, what the fuck is this stupid ass name? Nis- Marcus Nispel. No. Yeah, he, he did do- he did Texas Chainsaw yeah, Massacre, which if you watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake and this Friday the 13th remake, all he did was basically take his same shots from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's like a re... You know, the cinematography is like exactly the same in both movies. Like, wow, you are lazy as fuck.
3: Yeah. Like, you have, like, four tricks on your See, now it sounds place. like we really
2: hate the. I do. Actually, I, 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 I don't much, like it. <laughs> I very
1: much hate the Friday the 13th remake. I don't... We weren't recording, I don't think, when we talked about this, but I've never walked out of a movie before in my life but Friday the 13th, the remake, was the first movie that I almost walked out of. I got to see it for free, thank God. I didn't have <laughs> any money. But, um, yeah, it was – I wanted to walk out. I was yeah. so angry. And then they jam the entire first movie, the remake, into the opening credits. That's
2: your time before we started recording, too. Yeah, how they try to give you, the like, basically the first three parts in the first 25 minutes. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, well, there's your remake. Now come watch this crap. Yeah. Like
1: he just finds his mask. Like he's just walking through an attic. He kills somebody. He's like, Oh, look at this. A mask. I'll take this. I mean, technically that's how he finds it. And, Originally in but the third movie, but they established what the mask was being used for. In this one, he just finds it in, a, in an attic. Yeah, yeah no I actually seen, would have been we've fine We've never
3: if, seen it before. He's yeah. never seen it before.
2: I would have been totally fine if they burlap them. him. Well, he
1: was that way for a short time. In, in for like the,
2: I would have been fine if you gave it to him the whole movie, and mm-hmm. then you want to set up a sequel, have him find the mask at the end of the fucking...
1: They oh, thought, the movie. They thought this movie did gangbusters at the theater because it's opening weekend. and made like 50 or $60 million. And then it dropped like... And then it tr- dropped like 70 Because word got out this movie. Yeah, I'm pretty bucks. sure
2: I saw it on opening weekend. So, so did I. And it was like, all right, hey, I'm going to tell everyone I know not to go see this shit. Well,
1: that's what happened. I'm a hardcore Friday the 13th fan. You better believe if there's a Friday the 13th film, I'll be there. But... This one was bad. Doesn't mean you have to like it. Right. Yeah, this and they've one. Been, they've been struggling. I mean, it's been eight years since they made the remake, and they've been struggling yeah. to make another one. They said they're not going to make a sequel to the remake, but they wa- I still want to do, like, another reboot. So we're, uh... They can how do you choose say any that? one
3: of the other weird plots, like, side plots. Well, that at they... one
1: point, they wanted to do found footage, and I was like, no, I'm done. No, I will not no. watch that movie.
2: So then they wanted to do an origin story, maybe? No, I'm not no. They Here... did
1: a comic series about Pamela Voorhees, I think it was called Pamela's story or something like that. And I read it. It's only two issues. It's fucking terrible.
2: So, (laughs) and this says apparently it was Paramount officially canceled it due to the low box office of rings. So instead of the release date of October 13th, 2017, which was slated for the new Friday the 13th, they went ahead with the film Mother instead.
1: (laughs) So. Interesting.
2: Oddly enough, I don't know if we were recording that, you know, that you said you saw Mother. Yeah, we were. But, yes, yeah, so instead it's of the Friday the 13th reboot, they distress. decided to go with Mother. Ah.
3: <laughs> so you got so either, Mother.
1: Either way, they were fucked. Yeah, yeah you right.
3: So like, you weren't going to like another...
1: I keep, I keep reading all these things online. Like, it seems like every other Not day... Not to go back like, to it again, but... <laughs> yeah, it seems like every other day there's a, a report on Facebook where it's just like, New Line set the date for the next Friday the 13th movie. And at this point, I'm like, I don't care. I don't, you, like I'll believe it when, when I actually here. see it. Yeah, I'll believe it see, when I see it. See, and this here. is
2: the problem when you're a horror fan, and if you just like some of the stuff. That's if you're a fan of franchises, you're really at like the whim of what a studio wants to do with the shit because yeah. they own it. It's not like you can some guy. Or, what, hotshot new director come out and come Oh, I just wrote this new script and let's do this. Like, and they use can't, that just character. Yeah. yeah. No.
1: I will say this Sean Cunningham has been involved with the Friday the 13th series the nonstop. Whole, yeah, the since, whole time. He's produced Well, them, not, right? not, yeah. not all of them. After part one, he wasn't involved again until nine. But from nine through, he has been involved with every one of them. Uh, he has produced uh, all of them. And he was the driving force behind the remake, which is sad.
2: <laughs> you gotta wonder if he liked what he saw. In or the if remake? he was like, well, it's already fucking shot, I guess.
1: I wonder how involved he is, that's my question.
2: Yeah, like, in, is he in name only, or is he actually involved in the shooting of the movie?
1: Yeah, I don't think he's in name only, but how much input that New Line allows him to have is my question.
2: Yeah, you gotta wonder after <clears> that, because... Yeah,
1: that, re- oh, God, that remake is just so fucking... Bad. I when the when the there was a Blu-ray set. That we spent came more out, time
2: talking about the remake than any other one of the <laughs> franchise. There was a Blu-ray set that came out
1: of the entire series which is now out of print because Paramount still owns the first 8 movies. Um but Uh, the remake was in there, so when I got the set I was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna give it another shot because I like doing that with movies, you know
3: Oh yeah, I go back all the time, especially to ones where I was like, I can't really remember why I didn't like it.
1: Or if it's a movie where I'm just like, I want to like this movie Oh yeah, like
3: Like, I should like it I like all the other ones. Right, so why
1: don't I like this movie? Let me watch it again I couldn't even get through it yeah, like it's just I kind of want to watch it tonight now. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just not a fun movie. It's, Trying it's, to
3: defend it to yourself, like I'll put it back on one more time, one more. No, time.
2: it's not though, because like so none like of the you, characters like an addict with a drinking problem. Yeah. One more. But it is true. None of the characters are fun to watch or anything. Like they're all just one dimensional fucking idiots. Yep. You know, it. The the kills are. The kills. I don't it, even remember.
1: Oh, I remember one. Like, the one I, I was, like, remember like, is under, him... Under a dock, and she gets like the machete in the top of her head. I remember
2: that, and I remember the one where he... That's because I, I said I fucking hated it so much. When he's running towards the person yeah. and just kind of fucking That's because that's the trailer him. too. Yeah, and that's I'm like, wait, is that really in the movie?
1: I remember. And then I was, went and saw
2: it in the theater's Like, I can't believe they fucking have him running. He yeah. lumbers every fucking where.
1: He's, I rem- that's, that's literally the, one that's of. His things. That's supposed to be the joke too. Is that everyone runs from him and he just walks and yeah. he still catches up to him? That's the fucking joke. Right. And that's and it's the, the same point goes of for it, Michael yeah. too.
3: You know what I mean? There are there. Are, they have their... Especially, like...
1: Michael's much
2: more devious, though, in his but play. But yeah, there's he also there.
1: scenes where people are running from him he's just walking. And yeah. still
3: up to him. That's literally part of, like, the horror thing. There's like, you scene, cannot make him run. There
1: is a scene in part five. Everyone always complains about the women that fall down in horror movies and they won't get up. There is a scene in part five that literally somebody falls down and starts crawling <laughs> instead of I don't getting remember up. That. And then she falls on her back and starts pulling herself back on her elbows. Like, what, did you break your ankle? And I'm like... When I'm watching the scene, I'm like, this scene goes on forever. It feels like it goes on for five minutes. Because he's walking. Walk, and he's just like right at her. And eventually she just stops. And she's on the ground crying. That's hilarious. And I'm like, that is the definition of that whole thing of, you know, falling on the ground and not getting up. Yeah, that's like the <laughs> the, the best
3: way to, that's pontification Because usually when sure. a woman
1: falls down, it's always a woman. No, I'm, I'm not being uh, sexist, but it always is. Uh, when a woman falls down in a horror movie, she does get up or at least tries to. But, like, I get it. They always fall down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, somebody's got to. Yeah, because the guy's not going, got to because he's a man. He's
3: already dead.
2: <laughs> no, the man tries to <laughs> <Pretty> stay. <much. laughs> yeah.
3: Every man,
2: it seems, like, tries up. to stay and fight Jason in some way, too. Yeah. And they always lose. Yep. Like, no matter
1: what.
3: Yeah, don't try and stay and fight. Are you stupid?
1: <laughs> yes, because we're men. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, you know, I would run. <laughs> don't worry, Trish. If this was a horror movie, I'd be running with yeah, you. I'd run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although we'd still die somehow. Yeah, we'd get <laughs> caught. So, that's the Friday the Thirteenth series. There's a video game out, by the way, for Friday the Thirteenth. I saw that. I want to get it, but it hasn't come out as like a single player game. It's right now. It's just like a co op on like uh, Xbox Live or PS4 or whatever.
3: Oh, is it um, uh, live or is it like campaign? It's no, I,
2: it's I like. Uh, don't know. What it's uh? It says PlayStation Four and Xbox One. Yeah, but, but it's,
1: it's, as far as I know, as of right now, the single player version is. I love player. video games, guys. There was a game
2: in the. I mean, dude, the '80s game was not bad. I mean, it was that stupid. Was terrible. It was the Nintendo game. It was stupid as fuck. I think I might actually have that game.
3: We're looking at. I'm looking at screen caps right now, I guys. It. I think this looks really cool. It if does. you are unaware of it, go look at the, the thing- little. The I little eight bit
2: <laughs> Friday oh, the thirteenth. Yeah, yeah, it was fun for a little bit, and then it got really bad. It's cute. The
1: thing but. with the new one is, I, is that you can play as Jason or as the camp counselors. And you could be the killer, or the yeah. victim, and you can. They have a bunch of different versions of Jason that you can be, and this excites me. But I'm waiting for the fucking single player because I don't have anybody to play with online. So uh,
3: I will play with you online. Do you have a PlayStation Four? I do not.
1: I have an Xbox One. Oh, you suck. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't think. Yeah, they won't let you cross pollinate. So. No. <laughs> which is weird you would think by this point that they're No, be a that is to do how it.
3: that is how they get us to buy both.
1: Yeah. I've wanted to buy a PS4 but I'm just not that much of a gamer so my Xbox one's good enough for me. I
3: got mine used.
1: But yeah, there's a game out there now. Um, we haven't had a Friday the 13th movie in 8 years. Does not look like we're going to have one anytime soon? Which but we is sad. have a game. So which um, one do you
2: think is coming first, the new Halloween or a new Friday the Thirteenth? The they claim the new Halloween is getting done, but I well, kind of well, hope it's the what? new Halloween. We
1: are planning a Halloween episode. I don't want to confirm that just yet, but we are planning one. Um, but just really quickly, because we should have talked about this in the Candyman episode, and I forgot. Jamie Lee Curtis is coming back. <gasps> I saw that in yes! the new Halloween. I
3: saw that. Now,
1: here, let me. Before we talk about that, let me ask you this: What are your feelings about sequels that erase movies?
3: No, I don't like that. It just Like, in order for this sequel to exist, this didn't well, happen. Right. I yeah. don't
2: know, because it, it depends. Because I wrote about the Halloween franchise, and I do kind of like how they have Jamie Lee Curtis and H2O waking up screaming. And then the, the 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 way they explained it was that 4, 5, and 6 were her dreams. So what you saw was her fever dreams, and she wakes up screaming from them. So I kind of like it if it's done right.
1: The thing with H2O was all they had to do was... Just reference that she had a daughter that she had given up for adoption. Right. she didn't want Michael to come after her, and then she started this other life. That's all they had to do. Yeah, <laughs> like, and then the- <laughs> why, why the hell did they? Have I, to I go don't know. Race I'm, I'm four, th- or five, and six. It,
2: maybe someone there watched them, and they're just like, "We can't."
1: No. Well, apparently, I read that there was a, a scene that was in the original script where somebody came in to inform her that her daughter had been killed. Oh then, that would have been like, cool. and then she reacted. she you know she had a horrible reaction to it or whatever and yeah. then they cut that scene out.
2: That would have been a cool that's little all they connection. It was that
1: one fucking scene to connect all the other movies. Yeah. Now what they're doing from what I heard with this new Halloween is they're erasing Halloween three through eight.
3: Mm.
1: <laughs> and this is supposed to be a direct sequel to two. So how are Wait, they gonna do that, you think? That doesn't but
3: yeah, we we're like <laughs> That's
1: no, what because, I read because
2: two is H two O is supposed to be a direct sequel 2-2. Two, two. Doesn't exist anymore. So Jamie Lee... Okay.
1: I mean... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whatever. If we'll have to wait In my see. opinion, why don't they just erase 8? If they're going to erase anything, just erase... Just eight. Right, right can forget that this recent. whole internet
2: show ever happened. Like...
1: <laughs> I, like... I don't hate 8 nearly as much as everybody else. I mean, it, it doesn't fit with the other movies whatsoever. No...
2: But that seems to be a trend in these franchises. Eight just never fits. You have Jason Takes Manhattan, it's Resurrection. Like, yeah, it just it's like, let's yeah. try
3: another. It's, you know, they, they spin the wheel but and the try thing, to
1: mix it with something that doesn't belong. The exciting thing is, is that John Carpenter and Jamie Lee Curtis are going to be involved with this. Yes, that was very yeah. exciting.
3: I saw the little um, the Twitter announcements with the so, picture and such. Yeah. Very cool. So
1: I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. I just don't like it when franchises... Be like, oh, f- we fucked up, so we'll just pretend it didn't happen,
3: and we'll put Jamie Lee Curtis in it, and you guys <laughs> and this forgive to, us.
1: And this has to be the first time I've ever heard of a franchise where they've erased movies to fix it, and then erase those movies. This to is fix the it second again. time
2: they've erased stuff <laughs> in the series. Yeah. Although, uh, to- not totally off topic, since you mentioned John Carpenter, did you see before what he had to say about, about Red Zombies
1: movies? Oh, I thought you were going to say about Get Out. Did no, what read? did he
2: say about Get Out? Oh, my God. Well, he, he said is, he didn't like Rob Zombie's versions of Halloween he is, first, but John what did he say about Get Out? so
1: full of himself. He, is, he was just like, well, I should have gotten tribute for Get Out I never, I gave I haven't him seen the it. idea. I haven't seen it yet. So I, have. I know the
2: story of it. It's good? No. He no? didn't
3: like it. He's the only person I've heard that doesn't like it, the so is, I
1: don't I'm it. not going to listen. I'm going to watch I, it. I don't get the praise. I don't. I, I think it, it
3: was just highly expected, and it was underwhelming.
1: It. I just thought it was, so wait, again, jo- like Candyman. Yeah. It was like, meh, it, was, so it exists. John
2: Carpenter says he gave Jordan Peele the idea yeah. for the movie. He said that he,
1: the inspiration for that movie was him, and he deserves the credit. I have never heard anyone so wait, pretentious. Wait, how is it him, That it's... doesn't
2: make sense. How is it him?
1: Because he said that the movie is very reminiscent of like uh, the 80s movies that he did. And like the tone of the movie, and I have to
2: see it then. I guess to get that, I don't get because I at all. didn't get that I from never, the trailer. I never thought John Carpenter at all.
1: I never once, <laughs> the, even after watching the movie, I was like, man, that was like a John Carpenter movie. Like, that's not what I thought so at all. so stupid.
3: Sometimes, you know... He is so full of himself. They, yes.
1: I, I met this him This isn't once the first time so, he's talked being full of himself, I was either. so scared to go up and meet him, because I'm just like, he's gonna be an asshole. He looks and, kind of like an asshole, And, like, too, I just, like... I wanted my Halloween poster signed by John Carpenter. I thought that would have been awesome. Yeah. So I go, and I was so scared, because I was like, oh, he seems to hate Halloween now, so I'm scared to go ask him to sign this. <laughs> and he was actually really nice to me, like... He signed it and, you know, talked to my friend for a little They're bit. They're
3: just people at the end of the day, you know. Not maybe always. They have, Not always, dude. You're like, right. Yeah.
1: I, I heard Shatner was an asshole, and I... I Sometimes did, they have no heart and no soul. I did go up to meet Shatner, and I deliberately didn't say anything to him because I was like, I don't want to know that he's an asshole.
3: Like, don't, don't ruin it for me. Yeah. Don't ruin it for so me. So I just
1: went up there, and I asked him to sign the poster. He signed it, and I walked away. Ru- I said thank you, and I walked don't away. Don't ruin this moment. So... That's Friday the 13th. That's the whole series. So we'll all never we'll never review any of the movies. <laughs> no, never again. Uh maybe somewhere down there. There's a lot, so I don't think we'd be able to do all of them. I think we want
3: to touch a lot of stuff. So in order to do that, we got to yeah. stay away from sequels and digging yeah. into 10 more 10... <laughs> more than 10. 12 yeah. well, we more didn't even 10. talk about.
1: We barely even talked about Freddy versus Jason. We just kind of skimmed over it. But okay. Well, uh, you guys uh, get the Freddy's point movie. Of it. Yeah. Uh but, yeah, so that's it. So you guys have any, you want to promote your blog?
2: Uh, yeah, it's noisesnonsense.wordpress.com. Uh, it's a bunch of stuff, not just horror movies. And then you can follow us at noises underscore nonsense on Twitter.
3: And I also have a Twitter. Oh, my God, OMG, hi, Trish. And, yeah, we, you know, put jokes on the Twitter and um, I write articles on our blog, too. So, check that out.
1: And I forgot to mention this in the Candyman episode. We have a Facebook page now. Yes, we do. For the podcast. Uh, I think Trish and I are the only people who are fans of it right now, but... Um,
3: we have to set it up properly. It, I we, don't
1: know what to do with it, so I'm, yeah. I'm, no, I'm hoping that uh, that you guys, whoever listens, will go there and like it, and we'll start posting on there once people do that. I'm you know, put post, all the links I'm and not stuff. Post, I, I link the show on there right now, but... Again, it's just me and Trish liking it, so I think we both know when the, the episode. So, up. you
3: know, if you guys feel sorry for us and we sound really lame right now, you should get on your Facebook, I know your phone is right there, mm-hmm. and press like, please.
1: Also, make sure you go to wolfbaneblooms.com, that's the home of our website, it's also the home of uh, uh, The Remake Mistake, which is another podcast, and I also will, from time to time, write articles for the website, so check that out. Um... Also check out their episode about Friday the 13th cuz they compared the remake and the original uh, a couple months ago. So check that out. Happy Friday the 13th. I should have started the show with that cuz this should be posted on Friday the 13th. There you go. That was the whole point of this so episode. So yeah, we'll close. <laughs> if we
3: didn't open with it, we can close with it.
1: Yes. So thank you for listening and make sure you stop by for another night at Camp Horn.